where we smoke <laughs> and talk about killers gaspers and cryptids my name is lick namak my pronouns are he him my name's lady cuckenberg and my pronouns are they she welcome to episode 20 david parker ray and um today we have a guest and her name is wabby, wabby gagstaff, gagstaff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> middle school <Woo>. <laughs> wabby gagstaff oh yeah everyone called her wabby like yeah. actually in middle school oh how'd that make you feel sad <laughs> <laughs> oh baby it's okay it's so many nicknames yeah yeah i called myself spotted zebra you're um, lying. You know, when I was in seventh grade, I was so embarrassingly uncool. It's true. Spotted you know, zebra. Awful. The, like, knee-high converse. Uh-huh. Yep, the ones that had, like, 28 what... laces on both sides. Oh, yeah. And, like, the zebra inside. Yeah. 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 Spotted zebra. I had a zebra room. I had a zebra everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was my signature was, like, spotted zebra XD roar. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. Yep. The cat. Yeah. The cat and you were friends with yeah. them? We we are we're honestly a good match. <laughs> I don't have very many friends. <laughs> Gabby's like I was spotted wombat for <laughs> you know. I think I gave all of my friends other nicknames like that. Like I'd put some adjective. I'd put like oh emo emu. This dude a key. I wasn't even friends with him. He was also weird. He just called you, him emo emu. Yeah, that was his name. And That'd he be made a good theater. Emo emu emo emu emo emu emo emu. That's a good theater warm up. Yeah, let's keep it. Okay, so what's emo, your vibe? Emo, 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 emo. <laughs> um, my vibe is bad. I didn't tell you this before we started recording. My vibe is bad. My, <laughs> my psychiatrist, all of a sudden, I got an email saying, hey, Aloha canceled the appointment and you're being switched to a different psychiatrist. Reschedule your appointment. And I said... Well, actually, it said we're just transferring your care to another. So I was like, okay, is my appointment still today? Because my appointment is on Sunday. And uh, they ignored me for multiple days. Like, I sent emails. I called. Finally, this morning, five minutes before my appointment, I called. And I was like, hey, I'm supposed to have a fucking appointment in five minutes. My meds run out tomorrow. Like, what's happening? Because you have been completely dismissive of any of my reaching out. And this guy dealt with the brunt of my anger this morning. (laughs) <laughs> and um, he was like, basically, you're being transferred to this person or this person, and you get to choose, and then we schedule an appointment. And I was like, okay, well, my meds run out, so, like, what are we doing about that? Because, yeah. like, if my meds run out, then I go into a crazy manic phase. Like, my previous psychiatrist was like, make sure that you, like, remember to take your meds, because otherwise oh, it will make you manic. The and they, they dump me. Set you up and I said, oh, <laughs> what am I doing? And yeah, so basically he had to transfer me to a different one than the first two that he gave me because I have an appointment now tomorrow at 8 20 a.m. Oh, thank God, though. Thank God. But it's because I went full Hulk wrath mode. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. 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 Gabby's dad has like a, a phone dad energy it's where he'll really like, bad. he really is like, if there's an issue, he's like, well, what are you gonna do about that, Ben? Come on, then. I've got five minutes. Come on. We've been talking for so long. What are you gonna do about that? I like, love that. Is your dad British? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. She has dual citizenship. I do. Yeah. Wait, so are you going to come to Europe with us? See, I'm like, after Chicago, I kind of want to move to the UK. But then I got scared because I have a car. 
and yeah. pads and oh, so well, like stuff. Honestly, you could just yeah. sell all of that, and then you could get the same thing in a different place. Mm-hmm. But not the cats. In... Oh, the cats you could also sell. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, like, mm-mm. Uh-uh. going but in my carry-on. Cats can go on like some airlines. No, free. I know, but it's just like selling everything in Oregon to move here was a lot to sell yeah, everything to, to... Sell literally gabby just recently everything. remember a few weeks ago when we were like katie was moving in a best friend yeah <laughs> this is the best friend Yay. yeah <laughs> gabby's here yeah. everyone gabby made the move here. from oregon to chicago she literally drove 30 hours yeah. she got, sold all of she her moved stuff in a literally week. she literally got a job on like thursday she visited for four days or like five <laughs> days she got a job on Thursday, and then she found an apartment on Saturday, and then she moved, like, the following Wednesday. And we said, welcome home, baby. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> welcome home, baby. But, yeah, my life is totally different than it was a week and a half ago, which is a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? Pretty good, though. Yeah, I like it. I like Chicago a lot better. Mm. Like, yeah. a lot better. Yeah. So, what are your vibes? Oh, today, my vibes are pretty good. I lost my id and my credit card at oh. club last night. uh we're not gonna send to this mira lost it's totally fine it's just like <gasps> yeah. you know yeah that's yeah. they also people... lost their own <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, all of duh. not a twofer yeah Oh no! Did you do like shut it down, fraud alert? Yeah, the whole shebang. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no. Oh, right. oh. in a new city. Yeah. <laughs> like a do you have a picture of your ID? I have copy? my passport. Oh, no oh, you're totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You look cool. Like, yeah. yeah. I was 15 years old. When I took that picture. Oh God. No. Braces. No. no. <laughs> well, I mean. Best of luck to you. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's tips it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, RIP that bitch. That ID. Yeah. Uh, Katie, your vibes are as um, follows. Okay. So, um, my vibes are pretty good, but I'm just going to like nerd out a little bit. I feel like I always come in here and I talk about like the worst book imaginable. <laughs> oh, God. We're but back on a, a book. New one. <laughs> Yeah, what so is it's it? 658 pages, and I'm on the last 50 pages. I started on Monday, um, but I've been, like, breathing this book. I'm, like, listening to the audiobook while doing any task at all. When I would be on social media, I'm just sitting listening to the audiobook. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, so you're not but, reading it? You're audiobooking it? No, I also am reading it. So I have, like, the, the reading copy, but I like to... I prefer, like, listening to things or, like, watching things when I'm doing, like, cleaning tasks. Mm-hmm. But I also like reading it. So, I'll, like, I subscribe to Audible. I'm sorry. I do subscribe to Audible. <gasps> do you Audible really? sponsor us. Yeah, Audible. Yay. I love, I do love, because what I do is I get the book. Like, I get it from the library or something. I find the PDF so I can read if I'm at work. I have the book if I'm at home and I can read, like, somewhere yeah. the Why book. Why can't you just bring a book and to I work? Have, well, because I don't, I feel like I'm not doing work and I'm not doing work. Yeah, but I don't want... <laughs> to feel like it i'd rather have like the facade of me being busy yeah looking at a computer pretend yeah plain make-believe but anyway so this book is about like a real live person so it's part like real history and then part fiction and it takes place like in present times and also in 1832 but it's about lesbian witches Uh. and then it's about a movie being made about lesbian witches oh a little uh like american horror story roanoke yeah, I would say so. I, 
exactly that actually it's pretty good though i'm interested what's it it called yeah um plain bad heroines (laughs) oh but it's a quote from um i forget what her name is it's like mary something but it's this actual woman who wrote this book in like 1802 and, and she was a lesbian and she was like 16 or something so it's like her journal and she got it published but she was like worshiping the devil and I love like that saying about that her. she like loved women and like talking about how she believed that she was the smartest person ever. What's her name? Carol Ann. It was like Mary Mc. I don't know. I feel like I Mary I McDonald. Really... Mary McDonald. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald. She also had the farm. So mm. yeah, yeah. Go her. With old McDonald. But yeah, so it is. It's pretty gay. <laughs> blah, blah. I would recommend that. Um, it's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. I love it's gay a things, long, but it's very gay. as you know, mm-hmm. as. You know, a fellow queer. Yes. Oh my god, a very funny thing happened. Uh, Normally right now, I would be at Iowa Thespian Festival, like emceeing and teaching and doing all that stuff. But this year I couldn't because I had rehearsal for the company. And I have been like texting them the whole weekend. And apparently they had like little banners made for like the bottom of the name tags, you know, that you like buy a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And... Instead of saying like a crown and queen, it said queer. <laughs> so uh, uh, they sent me pictures, and I was like, "Oh my god!" All of these little queers running around at Thespian Festival now—just the funniest thing. So it's a little crown, and it says queer. I love that. Yeah, I don't know if they still sold them, but I'm like, you should yeah. still sell no, them. I would seriously buy that. That's that I would have bought one. I would have bought yeah. one. Yeah. No, it's great. Queer. 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 <laughs> Next queer. tattoo idea. Oh my gosh! Look. I got a dinosaur tattoo. Oh, my God. And a little Monstera. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. really? I, I tattooed somebody's hand for real the other day. Oh, you're joking. Was it painful? I tattooed <laughs> Tate's hand. Hands. Oh. Both of them. Oh, my God. And both of the back of their legs. What'd they get? And their arm. Wait, we're they switching. They got... We're switching to oh. the session now. Goodbye. So, um, we'll be right back. You know what time it is. <laughs> and we're back. I'm chewing on a grape. <laughs> Where'd you find that grape, Katie? I didn't find it in a bowl. You just scavenging? Uh, it was sitting near me. Hunting and, and gathering? I was sitting at your desk. Hunting yeah. and gathering? <laughs> That's actually... Okay, you should coin that. Hunting and gathering? Hunting <laughs> and gathering. Yeah, I should actually. We should put that on a shirt. Yeah. I'd wear that. At work, even. I'll do it. I'll actually make that logo. Yeah? Would you? Yeah. Hunting and gathering? That's funny. Actually, that's kind of funny. Uh, TM, 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 TM. Um, anyway, another TW, 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 trigger warning. Oh, really? uh, this story wah, is wah, wah, wah. really fucked up. Uh, so maybe if you're like squeamish or it's like triggering for torture, molestation, rape, all of those horrible, horrible things. So maybe just take a moment and don't listen. Or I, <laughs> if you're really squeamish, don't listen. If you're just kind of, <laughs> if you're just kind of squeamish. <laughs> You can listen to it. I leave out a lot of the gory details, but I do read something at the very end that is kind of fucked up, but I'll give another warning when that's coming up. But you can get through it for the most part. Is it, like, worse than Martin the Chipmunk or whatever? No, I would say it's on the same level as that. Honestly, probably less detailed than that. So perfect. Yeah. That one was fucked up, wasn't it? That one was so fucked. That one, like, made me feel nauseous. If I think about it for too long, I still get nauseous. That tape. God, the tape. Anyway, so my sources this week are frontpagedetectives.com, all that's interesting, and Lights Out Podcast. Uh, Lights Out Podcast goes into, like, the gory details a lot more than I do, so if you're looking for that, you can check them out as well. Let's, let's, 
<clears throat> Let's start. Let's begin. Oh man. You just you have a few. Has me reading. <laughs> I just think it sounds good. It gives a good yeah, flow. Whatever. Okay. I just love to hear it your just voice. My voice is sexy. Yeah, I just love to hear it. Yeah. That's why I do this with you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that's why I do this with you. you Want to make love out? The sound of your voice. Gabby, would you mind giving me some room? <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, <laughs> New Mexico is the land of enchantment. A sparsely populated dry country and vast lands of open desert inhabited by small towns. Most that you would miss in the blink of an eye. The landscape and culture has changed a little in the last hundred years. A little history. White settlers began moving here in the late 1890s after the Early Day Homestead Act offered free, I repeat, free land for ranching and farming. But generations of Spanish families from old Mexico ranched and farmed here since Santa Fe became the capital in 1610. So basically the government stole land from the indigenous people that had previously inhabited the land for centuries and gave it to white people for free. When it was like, this is no longer Mexico, this is America, so we're calling it New Mexico. This is white people land now. That's, yeah. And stole the land from them and gave it for free to white people. Like, of course. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I just just felt like that was really important before even going into the story. It doesn't have much to do with the story, but I just felt like talking about the area that this is in means a lot. Anyway, in the tiny town of Belen... David Parker Ray was born in November 1939. He grew up in a fragmented family that had extremely violent tendencies. His caretakers were his paternal grandparents, and he and his sister Peggy were raised... Every bitch named Peggy. Pogret. Every bitch was named Peggy. Pogret's back. Don't talk about her like that. I know. (laughs) She's gonna come back. Hi, Peggy. Bye, Peggy. Uh, (laughs) Were raised under the ultra-strict hand of their fundamentalist grandfather. He showed little to no affection to the children. David rarely saw his father, who was an alcoholic, or his estranged mother. Ray's grandparents were first-generation farmers and ranchers. They raised two boys, Cecil and Alton, who both left home looking for something better in their teenage years. Cecil married in the mid-1930s to a woman from Bellum named Nettie. The couple remained together for 16 years until Cecil, a moody and violent man, divorced her and took custody of both kids who he deposited at his parents'. The children, David and Peggy, were only a year apart. Both would grow up in a tiny settlement of mountain air. Peggy was a cute, popular girl, while David was a quiet loner. (laughs) Is David the one who's the murderer? Yeah. Yeah. They always... Okay, so I was reading this book about loneliness. Once again, it's called Seeking You. It's a study of American loneliness. And there's research that shows, like, people don't want to recognize the darkness in themselves when there's a killer. So, like, they'll always, like, include... Or everyone pretty much says that, like, the person who's a killer is a loner. Mm. Like, or isolates them. There's, like, yeah. Ah. They were really weird. They were always alone. Like, they didn't have Mm -hmm. any friends, like, saying that they basically were separated from any other human. So, of course, they would do that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of the times people who are, quote, loners come from really fucked up upbringings and families. Like, his dad was abusive, and so was his mom, and alcoholics and drug addicts and it's just like when you live in a stable when you live in an unstable environment and then you get put in another environment that's hyper the other way where it was like ultra strict yeah i feel like that really fucks with your psyche as a child there's research to suggest like that combined with loneliness like makes you more likely to choose violence like you're more you're able to rationalize killing someone else because you do feel kind of angry at the rest of the world yeah like anyways but, no, yeah. yeah, and it's also interesting because there's both sides of it where Peggy was this outgoing, 
they were only a year apart they were basically the same age you know but she was very outgoing and like kind of found the escape in being social where he just couldn't find the escape there yeah which is just interesting that like two kids that have the same upbringing are experiencing two completely different things while also experiencing the same thing yeah i don't know not to sympathize at all because he does not deserve to be sympathized with but anyway the rural life meant Ray had plenty of time to himself. For Ray, this meant exploring the desert and later motoring around on his dirt bike. Not motoring around on his dirt bike. Shut up, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, uh, he was a shy and unpopular in high school, but not a troublemaker. As a kid, Ray was bullied by his peers for his shyness around girls. His insecurities drove Ray to drink and abuse drugs at a young age. Gay. Yeah. Well, not gay. Just wait, wait for this next part. Ray began acting out in childhood, hiding his interest for pornography and violence from his family and peers. He later claimed that he tied a woman to a tree and tortured her to death when he was 13 or 14, but this is more likely fantasy than fact. Oh my God. His father would only see him about once a month, and when he would, he would bring David Ray S&M pornography magazines. Ray became obsessed with these. So basically, his dad, who was an alcoholic, was a truck driver and would only come see them once a month. And every time he would come back, he would bring his son because he was like, you're going to be a tough and tumble son. Like, you're going to be one of, you know, yeah. one of those toxic masculine dads. Would bring tough him and S&M yeah. No, yeah, sure. magazines to what his fucking S&M child. Mean? Sadism so, and masochism? Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Like the kinky yeah. shit. So he was bringing his son kinky-ass magazines? Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah, to the point that, like, basically all he could think about was sexual pain. Like, that's what David Parker Ray thought that sex was, was, like, a pain. Yeah. Because that's all he was seeing, and that's That's what he, like, got off on. Because that's what he was uh, socialized to get off on, you know? That's, like, that choking shit, you know, that, like, choking... Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Oh, I hate that shit. Absolutely yeah. Great. What's the movie? The Robin Williams movie. Yeah. yeah. World's best dad. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. So sad. It's, me and Nico watch the other day. It'll make me cry every time. No, seriously. It's Dead Poet Society time. Also, mm. have you seen Dead Poet Society? I don't think I have. Oh my god! It's time. It's the winter. It's. It's time. It is. Yes. It was one of the first of sixty murders linked to the man who would become known as the Toy Box Killer. David Parker Ray served in the U.S. Army, receiving an honorable discharge at the end of his enlistment. Ray was married and divorced four times in his life, having two daughters. So he was a mechanic in the army, which comes in play later when we start to learn why he's called the Toy Box Killer and why he had the utensils and resources to make the things that he did to torture these people. I'm so terrified. It is believed that Ray began his killing spree sometime during the mid-1950s, but we're going to begin the journey with the one that got away, or I guess more so one of the ones, Cynthia V. Hill. Her name is spelled like Vigil, but it's pronounced V. Hill. Mm, And he did his research. And I did my research. It was March 19th, 1999. Oh my god, so that was literally the year that... Oh, that was Nico the day was Nico born. was born. <laughs> Whoa. Happy birthday, Nico. Happy birthday, Nico and Marco. Cutie pies. <laughs> Cynthia Vigil was working as a sex worker in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque. 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 Albuquerque, New Mexico. When a man with a mustache pulls over to order a service. When she gets in the car, she bent down to put money in her shoe. When she did, Ray handcuffed her and said, He told me I was under arrest, and he pulled handcuffs on me. 
Then a lady popped out of the back seat with a cattle prod, electrocuting her. They told her if she screamed, they would use it again. So she, like, gets in this car to perform her duties. Oh, as a sex worker. As a sex worker. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm an undercover cop. And you're under arrest. Under, like, locks her. Yeah. The worst day of this person's life. Literally. And she's like, We celebrate Nico every year. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) the worst day of her life (laughs) is the day that we're like, so sad. Maybe this year on Nico's birthday, we should have a moment of silence. Well, she's alive, but we should have a moment of silence for the anguish and torture that um, Cynthia Vijo went through. Yes? Yeah, we should. We'll write it down. Instead of celebrating Nico's birthday. Yeah, Nico shouldn't have a birthday anymore. Legally, his birthday should be moved to the 20th out of respect. Then I won't be a Pisces anymore. That's. Oh. Or is it the very last day? 20th might be the very last day. Wait, what's after that? A Taurus? Aries. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Aries. I think they're cute. Okay, whatever you say. Anyways, anyways. Okay. So. They first brought her to their house and trained her to the bed. She then heard a tape recorder start. A guy's voice began to speak. No, the fuck, it did not. Okay. When did the Saw movies come out? Well, this happened in 1999. I think the first Saw movie came out in 2001. Oh, shit. So, okay. Right? Hold on, I'm going to Google it just so I know for sure. Because it's either the Saw movies were inspired by this, or this was inspired by the Saw movies. Honestly, I could see this inspiring the Saw movies, like, at at its core. 2004, the first one came out. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. So. So this happened before then. So it's kind of. Yeah. In a way, creative, but. Okay, so this is going to be like a very short first. This is exactly what it said right when it first started playing, and then at the very end of the episode, I'm going to read the whole thing because it is kind of long and it's really graphic. Uh, but this first part isn't. That's why I felt comfortable enough to read this. The recording says, "Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it." wrists and ankles chained gagged probably blindfolded you're disoriented and scared too i would imagine perfectly normal under the circumstances for a little while at least you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape it's very relevant to your situation you've been brought here to be a sex slave for me and my friends it's going to be painful as hell once again i'm going to read the whole thing at the end but he goes into the graphic details of what he's going to do to her and basically the whole point of what he does is he tries to drug people up and keep them alive as long as possible while causing the most pain as possible oh my god that's horrible so it's just he goes into detail and i'll read it at the end but it's fucked is it just women yeah terrible yeah Anyway, so he brought her from the bed into something called his toy box, which was a 25-foot trailer on the back of his property. It had no windows, and it was isolated to let no sound out. Once she was dragged inside, she was scrapped to a gynecologist table and was viciously raped and tortured for the next three days. Not only were these actions done by Ray, but also by his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy. Oh my god. So his girlfriend's in on it, the girl that had the cattle prod. You're joking. No, they're in it together. That's terrible. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> how did how did they meet yeah so a little background on cindy hendy she had a horrible childhood where she was raped by her stepfather and he convinced her mom that it was an accident because he didn't know which room i was in yes. <laughs> that is the fucking kidding. wow oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't know what room i was in and like the mom believed that's so him and then so basically he just kept on do you raping think her she really like believed it or do you think she was scared i think that she was probably scared yeah 
I think in a lot of situations, like, he was probably abusive. Yeah. Which then it's like, yeah. That's disgusting. So this went on until she was kicked out at 12 years old, where she started doing sex work to get by. She was addicted to cocaine and was an alcoholic. She once told a boyfriend that they should rape somebody someday because she got into, like, very intense, painful sex. Like, she immediately wanted to be hurt because Mm -hmm. of her previous, like, very Freudian trauma. Trauma. Mm -hmm. By 16, she had her first child. By 20, she had three kids. And by the time David and Cindy met, she had gotten rid of all of the kids and was running from the law. The desolate desert looked like a perfect hiding place for this delinquent. They live in this place that technically like is more of an off-grid outlawish place and so Pardon? yeah that's where these that's where these people live like, like the set of Westworlds type kind of i guess <laughs> okay. um but it's just like a place that people go normally when they're running away from the law because it's like totally off the grid people live by themselves like they don't have much they have to have generators for electricity like yeah. it's pretty off-grid um which also makes sense why he is here yeah, because he's murdering people. Yeah. And so they met and they, like, hit it off. Even though they're really far apart in age. They're, I think, 22 years apart in age. Oh, God. Yeah. David being that older. That is so disgusting. Okay. Yeah. So back at the ranch with Cynthia Hill, they whipped, shocked, tortured her with medical and sexual instruments, all while being recorded by Ray's cassette camera, which he would set up before each session. Wow. On the recovered tape, Hill was required to only call Ray. Master. And call Hendy mistress and to never speak unless told to oh my god they then went on to describe the details of what the session would entail v hill said in a later interview the way he talked i didn't feel like this was his first time it was like he knew what he was going to do he told me i was never going to see my family again he told me he would kill me like the others so this is like something he's done he's been killing since the 1950s and this happens in 1999 yeah oh really how old was he old old yeah he's like an older man that's why he has a girl that's 20 years old or 20 years younger than him helping him yeah yeah and he also uses drugs to like impair people that is so fucked up so how many other women did he kill well 60 plus is 60 plus is what has been like recorded you're joking yeah and that's not even like the ones that don't have tapes or diaries written about them so it also, like, this kind of reminds me of the Poughkeepsie tapes. Have you seen that? No. Oh, God, it's so fucked up. Nico's nodding his head in the background. It's really fucked up. It's about this. It's fake. But it's, like, shot like a documentary, but, like, one of the ones that you would see on, like, 60 Minutes. Yeah. And it's uh this guy that's a serial killer kills a whole bunch of women and tapes them. And this man is, like, the very first scene is this man walking down, like, a library of tapes. And he's, like from this point and he's like walking backwards and he's talking about the story to this point is all of the victims besides for one girl and then he's like and then from here forward and he's like keeps on walking back and walking back walking back and he's like it's this one woman and so basically the serial killer like brutally tortures this one woman and the whole thing is like the documentary and watching the tapes happen oh but it's is it a mockumentary it's like a mockumentary but like it really like sucks you in and it's terrifying it's one of like the scariest horror films i think i've seen what's it called pookie p-o-u-g-h-k-e-e-p-s-i-e pookiepsie pookiepsie tapes yeah they're good oh my god wait i forgot there was something okay so you know the Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> know the um, District 2 girl with the, like the brown hair? Do you know what Clove? her name is? Clove? Mm-hmm. So the girl who plays Clove plays Esther in Orphan. 
Oh. Isn't that fucking crazy? Oh. Isn't that crazy? I never realized That's that. That's wild. I looked at it for so long, I was like, no. No. Is it? You looked it yes, up? Yes, I looked it up. That's crazy. Is it's she crazy. in Orphan 2? Uh, yeah, she was in Orphan 2 as well. Is, it hasn't come out yet, has it? I don't know. But it was on her. We talked about it. it. Google. We talked about it on the podcast a while, a long time ago. Look, oh, Orphan is the last one that I. Oh yeah, Orphan first kills. She's on this uh, cast list for it. Okay. Yeah. Hell Her yeah. Name is Isabella Fierman. Mm. Yeah. Isabella's a pretty name. Yeah, it is. But I was like, I was blown away by that because what the fuck? You're kidding. Kind of wild. Yeah. Honestly, and also getting it was the like gigs. The B-list Hunger Games part Her movie. She did yeah. Get in the first movie and was a side character but like the range i suppose the range yeah yeah going from a 36 year old child killer yeah. to a hunger games, a hunger games icon person <laughs> anyway <Yeah. laughs> on the third day ray went to work and hendy accidentally left the keys near v hill's restraints v hill was able to reach the keys and free one of her hands hendy then tried to stop her but v hill stabbed her in the neck with an ice pick knowing that this was her only chance to survive. She ran out of the trailer naked, only wearing a collar and padlocked chains. She then ran to a nearby home and pleaded for help. The cops came and arrested both Ray and Hendy. Fuck yes. After the arrest, a warrant was granted to the police to search the home and the trailer. What they found was disgusting. It all begins with a sign at the front door that says, Satan's Den. You're joking me, you're joking Like, the me. first thing you see when you enter the toy box is a sign that says Satan's Did name. Did they, like, no one had any clue at all? When you live in, they live in, like, podunk, podunk nowhere. Yeah, and I guess there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, if somebody has a trailer in their back, you don't really think of anything. Maybe they're fucking cooking meth, you know? Yeah. Like, and they don't care out yeah, there. Yeah, there was, like, a little shed that was in the backyard. Of, okay, so my neighbor is really old. She's, like, 90, and her mm-hmm. son lives with her. And he's, like, 50, and he's scary. He's weird. And he always, like, pulls his moped up in front of our house and, like, tries to talk to, like, young girls. It's weird. It's strange. <laughs> but he has a shed where we don't know what he does there, but we think he's, like, cooking drugs or something. Mm, yeah. Or, interesting. I don't know what else. He could be doing something else. I'm not going to elaborate there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But it's like when you live in a suburb. <laughs> not like podunk nowhere. You know what I mean? He just lives in Yeah, I'm going to get caught. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So they probably had rumors also about what the shed was. Probably did. Because those bitches are crazy. I mean, earlier I said, like, it's him and his friends are going to rape these people. So, oh, so his friends are who knows? On it. Yeah. The yeah. people around him are also knowing that this is also, like, going on, you know? And Cindy Hendy's a part of it, too. Yeah. Damn. Also, her name is Cindy Hendy, and that is so funny to me. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Anyway. The toy box had a gyno table in the middle of it with mirrors mounted to the ceilings above, so the victims could see the whole thing happen. There were whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades, saws, ball gags, syringes, and numerous pain-inducing sex toys like dildos covered in spikes surrounding the area. I seriously hope that he's rotting in hell. Like, I hope that he's, if there's hell, I hope he's rotting right now. Yeah. Disgusting. Over 60 people documented. That's so disgusting. Yeah. There's a generator to all of the power for the electrocution devices, like breast electrodes that he would use when the women would say anything that he didn't like. There's also a wooden contraption that 
would keep the victim bent over while Ray would have parties with his friends where they would come and rape the victim. So it was like a medieval, like, would look, you know those things that, like, people put their head through? It was like that, but, like, for your body. So it, like, had you bent over. Oh, my God. So you just were, couldn't move. That's disgusting. And then he would invite, like, all of his friends over, and they would, like, take turns raping. And he, like, compared women to being, like, less than dogs. And he was like, raping you is no different than me raping an animal. Like That is so disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. That's what I'm saying. This shit is just, like, so... Yeah. Uh, and I'm giving yeah. not the details. Yeah. I'm cutting the details. the details. Like, this is... This is I'm yeah. cutting the details. So... David Parker Ray would make detailed diagrams and document which methods or techniques of inflicting pain would create the most pain and keep the victim alive the longest. That is so cool. So he just had them up surrounding, like, the walls of his toy box. Yeah. While searching the toy box, police found a video from 1966 which showed another woman being tortured by Ray and Hendy. After the raid, another woman came forward with a similar story, Angelica Montano. She came over to Ray's house to borrow cake mix, and Ray drugged, beat, tortured, and raped her, then left her for dead on the side of the highway. Police found her, but never followed up on the case. You're joking. Wow. So she was a friend of Ray's, like, and he, like, literally just drugged her. Wait, what's going over to get cake mix? Yeah. That is so terrifying, bro. And then this so happened, which is just wow. so fucked up fucked from this podunk up. police, like, totally not acknowledging the abuse of, like, these women. Yeah, they said, no, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So Ray would use sodium pentothal and phenobarbital to create a drug cocktail that would make the victims have amnesia. He wanted to keep, have the ability to keep them alive if needed, but also have them forget the whole thing even happened. It was due to these drugs that many of the surviving victims were not deemed believable. As many as 60 plus of the victims were sex workers, and date rape drugs were in their systems which would make them stories unbelievable to the cops. So basically, yeah, everything we just said was just in writing um a cab after these details came out cindy hendy told everything to the police so basically after she was arrested she was like all right we're caught yeah here you go uh including that ray's own daughter took part in these crimes no glinda jesse ray took part in torture of many victims including mary parker who had the same story as the rest but was strangled to death in 1977 After Glenda Ray was released to the public, the video started to surface on the internet. A woman came forward saying that her mother-in-law was the woman in one of the videos. Kelly Garrett was a former friend of Glenda, and on July 24, 1996, she got into a fight with her then-husband and decided to go hang out at a bar with Jesse, as Glenda's friends called her. Jesse then roofied Kelly and placed... Wait, so Glenda and Jesse are the same person? Are the same person. Okay. All of her friends would call her Jesse. Okay. Okay, beautiful. But her dad would call her Glenda. So it's kind of yeah. that too. Anyway. And she's just like regular. She just had friends. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse then roofied Kelly and placed a dog collar and leash on her and brought her back to the toy box. So like literally drugged her so much that she was just incoherent and like brought her home, walking her with a leash. That is fucked up, bro. I'm never going to trust anyone ever again. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get cake mix. I'm not going to go hang out with a friend. To I'm get not... drinks. No. No. Nothing. I'm not and she was either. just like, her husband, they were got they got into a fight. And so she like walked out and was like, I need to go get drunk. Yeah. And then this happens to her. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah. That is so fucked up. There the Rays tortured and raped her while keeping her drugged out of her mind with date rape drugs for two days. 
David Ray then slit Kelly Garrett's throat and dumped her body on the side of the road. Somehow, Kelly survives. Oh my god. But quite literally, nobody believes her story. In fact, her husband thought that she cheated on him the nights that she was gone and filed the divorce the year after. I hate, and I cannot express this enough, I hate men. So, in 1996, David Parker Ray should have been caught. Sorry, 1996. 1996. Before, yeah. No. And so, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. There's um, way more stories with like details of the actual torturing and stuff that you can hear on Lights Out. um, But I just didn't want to get that gory in our podcast, and I didn't want to tweak anybody out if you like are a normal listener and didn't, you know, like the really crazy stuff. Um, but if you want to hear it, you can go to Lights Out Podcast. They do a really good job of, like, doing it in a very respectful way, but also telling more of, like, the details of the torturing. Yeah. And, like, what each individual victim went through, because I do think that's important when talking about the people who survived, is, like, acknowledging... That all of them had different experiences. All of them have different experiences, and also, mm-hmm. like, each of them were equally as, like, troubling as the next. And all of these women are, like, lucky to be alive, and are, like, sole people that made this man go away, you know? Yeah. So. Who knows how many people he would have kept torturing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So further investigation of the trailer found evidence up to 50 confirmed killings, or more that might have survived. So, like, I think 60 might have been the number of victims, including the ones that have gotten away. Okay. Or the ones that he, like, amnesia'd. Because he would literally, Lights Out goes into more stories about people who were abducted, and came out years after now, being oh like, god. oh my god, that happened to me. Did he have multiple victims at the same time? I don't think he did, because he would always have them strapped to the gynecologist table. Shit. And it's also, like, the fact that he put mirrors above it. Yeah. So they could, like, watch themselves being tortured with these, like, horrific devices. Yeah, that's disgusting. Like, like just so, so fucked up. And before the podcast, this is one, maybe skip forward, like, 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But there was one of the stories that he was like, I'm going to stick syringes through your nipples and into your breasts and anything that stretches on your body. And it's just, that's so to me, like, yeah, so I just didn't want to go into those horrible, horrible, horrible details. I don't know if I could have handled that. I'll say it. (laughs) Further investigation of the trailer found all of the killings, the videos and diary entries for the proof of these killings. And David Parker Ray went into, like, extreme detail in all of these, either in the videos that they found or in the diary entries that he wrote about them. Shit. And to, like, what he was feeling during them and, like, how much gratification it gave him and all of these things. That is so disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. Is he still alive? Ultimately, David Parker Ray was sentenced to 244 years in prison for the abduction and sexual torture of the three surviving women. Jesse Ray was sentenced to nine years, and Hendy was only sentenced to 36. David Parker Ray died of a heart attack on May 28th, 2002, only three fucking years into his sentence. That is so... No, that's so unfair. He only spent three years in jail for the murder of all these women. Yeah. So FBI are still investigating to this day to try to get more women to come forward and find proof to have those women actually have, like, quote, been there uh, to put Jesse and Hendy away for longer. Because they can't retry on the women they've already tried them for, but they can try for new women. So they're still, like, looking for cases. And so this was in 2002, which means I don't know if Jesse Ray's out right now, but Jesse Ray theoretically should be out right now. Holy 
I seriously hope she's not. Yeah. That's terrifying, dude. So Jesse Ray, Jesse yeah. Ray. Glenda, God. Jesse Ray, yeah. Oh my God. Do not, yeah. do not befriend. No one named Jesse. Okay, so here's um the fucked up part. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Uh, maybe this would be a good time if you are squeamish to turn off the podcast. Um, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. <laughs> Bye. I just took a bite of mac and cheese. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> not like having that goop Goodbye. in your mouth in a second. Goodbye. <laughs> Okay, so here is the audio tape that played before he would assault them. Um, Can I see what he looks like? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's extremely graphic and sexual. Uh, Oh, that's fun. That's, I mean, it's not funny, but... It's like, if you're offended by deviant sex acts, practices, sexual slang, or violence, please do not read the following transcript. Uh, so this is a message that was on David Parker Ray's tape recorder, July 23rd, 1993. And so there's evidence to show that he reformed the tape many times throughout and perfecting like what he would say on the tape. Um, so this is the last version. Yeah, this is the last version of the tape. Part one. Tapes transcript side one. Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You're disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It's very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you've been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for the future female captives. That is so disgusting that he made it general enough because he's got so many female captives. Yeah. Like, he's got enough female captives that he needed this welcome tape. Yeah, literally. He, mm -mm. Yeah. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If a future date there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you are obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you are yet. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure you've already tried to get out of your wrist and ankles loose, and you know you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to get raped, and you're fucking sure about that. Our primary interest is that what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you've got. Because basically you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Jesus Christ. Sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated. But we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part and you're not going to like it a fucking bit. But I don't give a big rat's ass about that. It's not like you're going to have any choice about the matter. You've been taken by force and you're going to be kept and used by force. What all this amounts to is that you're going to be kept naked and chained up like an animal, to be used and abused anytime we want, any way that we want to. And you might as well start getting used to it, because you're going to be kept here and used until such a time as we get tired of fucking around with you. And we will eventually, in a month or two, maybe three, it's no big deal. My lady friend and I have been keeping sex slaves for years. We both have kinky hangups involving rape, dungeon games, etc., we found that it's extremely convenient to keep one or two females captive available consistently to uh, satisfy our one particular needs. One or two. Ah, so fucking scary. 
Picture being there with someone. That would be terrible. This Horrible. does feel... Yeah. yeah Horrible. That's, yeah. That's so disgusting. That's yeah. so... Fucked up. Dad, do you regret those magazines yet? Hmm? Literally. Hmm? Literally. Please. Like, straight up was socialized to be this way. It's so fucked up. <laughs> We're very selective when we snatch a girl to use for these purposes. It goes without saying that you have a fine body and you're probably very young. Maybe extremely young. That is so evil again. Oh yeah. my god. Because for our purposes, we prefer to snatch girls in their early to mid-teens, sexually Ugh. developed but still small-bodied, scared shitless, easy to handle, and easy to train. And they usually have tight little pussies and assholes. They make perfect slaves. Anytime that we go on a hunting trip, if we can't find a little teenager, we usually start hitting the gay bars. We look for well-built, big-titted lesbians. I thoroughly enjoy raping and screwing around with lesbians, and there's not as much danger in them carrying sexually transmitted diseases. And I don't like using condoms. Also, even though they're a little older, unless they've been playing with dildos, they normally still have tight holes between their legs, like the younger girls. If we can't find a lesbian that we want, we snatch up anything that's young, clean, and well-built. We very seldomly come back empty-handed, because there's plenty of bitches out there to choose from. And with a little practice and deception, most of them are very easy to get with little risk. At this point, it makes a little difference what category you fall into. You're here, and we're going to make the most of it. You're going to be kept in a hidden slave room. It's relatively soundproof, escape-proof, and it is completely stocked with devices and equipment to satisfy our sexual fantasies and deviations. There may or may not be another girl in the room. Occasionally, for variety, we like to keep two slaves at a time. In either case, as the new girl, you'll definitely be getting the most of the attention for a while. Now, as I said earlier, you're going to be kept like an animal. I guess I've been doing this too long. I've been raping bitches ever since I got old enough to jerk off and tie little girls' hands behind their backs. As far as I'm concerned, you're a pretty piece of meat to be used and exploited. I don't give a flying fuck about your mind or how you feel about the situation. You may be married... A kid or two, boyfriend, girlfriend, a job, car, payment, fuck it. I don't give a big rat's ass about any of that. I don't want to hear about it. It's something you're going to have to deal with as you get turned loose. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. Uh, I make it a point to never like a slave and I fucking for sure don't have any respect for you. Here your status is no more than that of one of the dogs or one of the animals out in the barn. Your only value to us is the fact that you have an attractive, usable body and, like the rest of our animals, will be fed, watered, and kept in good physical condition, kept reasonably clean, and allowed to use the toilet when necessary. In return, you're going to be used hard, especially during your first few days while you're new and fresh. You're going to be kept chained in a variety of different positions, usually with your legs and knees forced wide apart. So that's side, uh, or that's part one. That's only part one? Of side one. Do I dare continue? The shit is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Your pussy and asshole is gonna get a real workout. Why is he why is he giving this to them? I, like, it's why, because is I think this also like part of it? Yeah, I think for him it's pressure. definitely part of it. I think that I think yeah, he wants to see people terrified. Mm-hmm. Especially your asshole because I'm into animal sex. And both of those holes are going to be subject to a lot of use with some rather large dildos among other things. And it goes without saying that there's going to be a lot of oral sex. On numerous occasions, you're going to be forced to suck cock and eat pussy until your jaw aches and your tongue is sore. You may not like it, but you're fucking sure going to do it. 
It's the, and that's the easiest part. Our fetishes and hangups include stringent bondage, dungeon games, a little sadism, nothing serious but uncomfortable and painful. Just a few little hangups that we like to use when we're getting off on a bitch. Heh <laughs> heh. So he laughs. That is disgusting. No! If you're a young teeny bopper and ignorant about fetishes and deviations, you're about to get an enlightening crash course I can't in sex. He used the word teeny bopper. Is he southern? Yeah. Oh my god. He's from New Mexico. This is. Yeah. Oh, so that's not southern. Yeah, it that's is. That's central. No, because then Colorado would be southern. That's more western. Where's Albuquerque? It's like in the center of New Mexico. I would consider that south if it was previously Mexico. But it's like right in the center. Like it's to the left of Colorado. And Colorado is like in the... And it, I would say it's more west, right? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so I guess west, west used to have like southern accents. Yeah. Weird, yeah, I don't know what yeah. accent that. Anyways, but this um, man is disgusting. Who knows? You may like some of it. It happens occasionally. If you want to take the time and trouble, even under those circumstances, most bitches can be pot to orgasm. Now, I've already told you that you're going to be here a month or two, maybe three, if keeping us turned on. If it's up to my lady, we'd keep you indefinitely. She says it's just as much fun and less risky, but personally, I like variety. A fresh pussy now and then to play with. We take four or five different girls every year, depending on our urges and sometimes accidental encounters. Basically, I guess we're like predators. We're always looking. Occasionally, some sweet little thing will be broken down on the side of the road, walking, bicycling, jogging. Anytime an opportunity like that presents itself, it's not too risky. We'll grab her. Even if we've already come with a captive in the playroom. Friday is definitely the spice of life. Now, I'm sure that you're a great little piece of ass and you're going to be a lot of fun to play with, but I'll get tired of you eventually. If I kill every bitch that we kidnapped, there'd be a lot of bodies strung all over the country. And besides, I don't like killing a girl unless it's absolutely necessary. So I've devised a safe, alternate method of disposal. I had plenty of bitches to practice on over the years, so I've pretty much got it down now. And I enjoy doing it. I get off on mind games. After we get completely through with you, you're going to be drugged up real heavy with a combination of sodium, pentothal, and phenobarbital. Those are both hypnotic drugs that will make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. They're going to be kept drugged a couple of days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. You won't remember this place or what happened to you. There won't be any DNA evidence because you'll be bathed and both holes between your legs will be thoroughly flushed out. You'll be dressed and sedated and turned loose on some country road, bruised and heh, sore all over. The fact that he keeps on like laughing in this. That is, and the fact that he's describing it so coldly. So coldly. And it's really detailed. So yeah, it's really gross. He probably thinks very highly of it. So this is kind of what like the all the other podcasts that I've listened to have like gone into the details about during yeah. the podcast. And I'm like, this just felt like a little too much to have during ours. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that this little post show It shows like in general what happened. Yeah. And like it's, how, this, yeah, the scope of it. All. Just like what he framed this was gonna be. Yeah. Uh, this is disgusting. The thought I of being brainwashed may not be appealing to you, but we've been doing it a long time and it works. It's a lesser of two evils. I'm sure that you would prefer that in lieu of being strangled or having your throat cut. Okay, undoubtedly nobody's going to be looking for you. There may or may not be even a missing persons report for you, but nobody's going to be looking for you here. They don't have any idea where you're at, and you don't even know where you're at. We're always very careful about that. There are not going to be any knights in shining armor coming to rescue you. You're strictly on your own, and under the circumstances, I bet that it's a scary thought. 
If there's another girl in the room, she won't be able to help you either, because she's going to be in the same position as you're in. As for escaping, I'm sure you'll try to figure a way out. That's human nature. But it's not hardly even worth talking about here. It would not be prudent on our part to have you running around the woods screaming rape. It would be an embarrassment, to say the least. Consequently, you're going to be kept in an environment that is more secure than a prison cell. If it's not already been done, very shortly, a steel collar is going to be padlocked around your neck. It has a long, very heavy chain that is padlocked to a ring in the floor. The collar will never be removed until you're turned loose. It's permanent fixture. It's the, the hidden playroom where you're going to be kept has steel walls, floors, and ceilings. It's virtually soundproof and has a steel door with two keyed locks. The hinges are welded on his mechanic days. Like him being a mechanic just goes to show like That's he's able to make all of these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's able to like construct them. It's disgusting, really. The room is totally escape-proof, even with tools. Anytime you're left unattended in the room, your wrist will be chained, and there are, there are electronic sensors to uh, let us know if you move around too much. And if that's not enough, there's a closed-circuit TV system with surveillance camera. It's wired to the main TV in the living room so we can check on you once in a while, or just sit and watch you for the fun of it. Electronics is a wonderful thing. Expensive, but hell, everything in that room's expensive, and damn well worth it. If everybody knew how much fun it was to keep a sex slave, half the woman would be chained up in somebody's basement. That's so that's disgusting. Yeah. This still goes. This is like a 20 minute thing. No. Do you want me to keep going? Tell me when you tap out, and that can be like the game of it. Um, also, so he spent over $100,000 on all Gabby, of the you equipment. Can also tap out. Yeah, Gabby, you can also tap out. Yeah. This is part three of side one. Oh my god. Stop part the parts. I don't know. Um, there's two sides, though. How far did you make it? I only made it through, like, part two, and I was like, okay, I'm going to read this on the podcast because I was like, this I feel like needs to be out there. Yeah. So people like know how fucked up some people can be, and I don't know. Make sure if you're always in pairs, and this, like imagine the child sex trafficking rings. Exactly. Like, I mean, my house in Iowa is literally ten minutes away from I eighty, which is like the biggest truck stop in the world. It's like the largest sex trafficking port in like the U S. No, it's insane. Like it's always like being busted for it. That you get sucks, what I mean? Dude. Like it's just scary yeah, to think about, and like especially. I mean, I don't really worry about it that much, but like a lot of my female friends would be super terrified all the time yeah. living in that environment. Honestly, like th- it's crazy to think how many people there are doing that sort of like weird sex trafficking shit. Yeah, like people with money or people who don't have money and. Yeah, Ooh, Epstein. We'll probably do Epstein nowhere. someday. Yeah, Epstein would have to be like a two-parter. Yeah, it's it would be a long one. Anyways. Okay. I might tap out soon. I'm just going to let you know. Keep going. Though. Okay, part three, side one. <laughs> anyway, we've had a lot of practice at this, and uh, we're not real concerned about you escaping. You're fucking sure you're not going to go anywhere. And now if you're not already naked, you soon will be. Your clothes will be bagged up and saved until such a time that we decide to turn you loose. As far as being naked goes, you might as well get used to it. For what you're going to be used for, clothing would just be in the way. Besides, I like seeing a naked woman's body. All of it. Whether it be in a room or on a TV set. As I've already said, you'll be fed and watered on a regular basis. Also, the fact that it says fed and watered. Yeah, like they're animals. Yeah. On a regular basis. Not as much as either of you are used to, I'm sure. But it'll be enough to keep you healthy. You'll only be fed once a day like the rest of the animals. 
And during the first few days until you adjust to it, your stomachs shrink up and you're going to feel a little weak and you'll be hungry all the time. It won't take long, three or four days. And during the first few days until you adjust to your new environment, I prefer to keep you in the weakened state condition anyway. Now, you already know that you've been kidnapped and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. I realize that being abducted and being forced into sexual slavery is a hard pill to swallow. Some girls are already... Er- it's a hard pill to swallow? Uh-huh. Yeah. The way he also just, like, now, says I those phrases, like, teeny like bopper. Pill to swallow, you teeny bopper. Yeah. If you don't know about I don't know. It's so, things. like, detached from what's actually happening. Yeah. Like, he's almost acting like this is the consent that he needs, just informing them. Yeah. You like, know, this is the, like, you know, at the end of, like, a pill episode it's like abilify blah 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 blah. may cause and this is the may cause yeah section where he's just like rambling off this is what's gonna happen we might do this but it's so fucking awful yeah why did he take the time to write this and record multiple versions of this also and it's also versions like that's the part that's fucked up he's like this is the version as of this because we've started perfecting our methods yeah i realize that being abductive and forced into sexual slavery is a hard pill to swallow Some girls really have a lot of trouble with it, and I'm sure that you will to a certain extent. But face it, you can't get away with it. You can't say no. You're going to be naked all the time. You're not going to be able to struggle or resist. You're going to have to lay there and take it, good or bad, no matter what's being done with you. A scary thought? Yes, but there are no other options. Nothing you can say or do will change the fact that it's going to happen. Many girls beg and plead. Almost all of them cry a lot, especially during the three or four days. They scream and threaten. But I have posters on the wall in the playroom that says it. And if they're worth taking, they're worth keeping. So we had another poster, I just didn't mention it in the story, that said if they're worth taking, they're worth keeping. That's disgusting. Yeah. He is a disgusting, evil man. Yeah. And the fact he had so much time to do this is awful. I'm like, what was his career? It says a lot. Yeah, this was his career. This was his career. Ew. Ew. I'm going to keep telling you just so you know. Since you're being kept here against your will, we will never trust anything you say, do, or promise. You're a potential threat to us, and you will always be treated as such. On numerous occasions, bitches have told me that they'd do anything I'd want them to do if I just take the chains off. I've been offered some ransom money. I've even had girls tell me they liked it. But I like to use the chains. Money's not going to be that important to masochists are rare as hell. And then he starts laughing again and just says he starts laughing. And that's gross. Uh, I wonder what your scam's going to be. Not anything that I've heard before, but if you get the chance to talk at all. Well, let's change the subject a little bit. You already know that for the most part you're going to be kept in the playroom, but once in a while we're going to take you captive into other bedrooms and chains, of course. Also, we have a couple of really close friends that we party with every once in a while. They know about our hang-ups and don't have any problem with fucking a slave. You're, you may be required to service them occasionally. That's easy one. For the most part, just fucking and sucking. Also, the fact that he keeps on saying fucking. Mm-mm. It's like with the apostrophe. Stop. I just want him to shut up. I know. I want him to shut up and die. Literally. They don't get into heavier stuff, however. When we have a party, sometimes I like to put a little on a little show, and you won't like that at all. You'll be taken into the living room and put on the floor with your hands and your knees, naked. Mm-hmm. Your wrists and ankles and hips. Knees and hips will be strapped to a metal frame and hold your body in a position. Oh my god. The frame is designed for doggy fucking. Up your ass and to the air. Sex organs exposed. That is so disgusting. Your hanging tits down Ah. on each side of the metal support bar. 
knees spread about 12 inches, positioned similar to that of a bitch dog in heat. Right in the middle of the floor so we can sit on the couch and chairs and watch. We gotta tap out after this. I can't do it after this. <laughs> after this paragraph is over, we are tapping out. I'm going to rub canine breeder's musk on your back and the back of the neck and on your sex organs. Oh now I have God. three dogs. All of them's male. Because I don't need any fucking pups. One of them is a very large German shepherd that's always horny. And he loves it when I bring him in the house to fuck a so woman. he's gonna let his dog fuck her? He sprays breeding stuff that is disgusting dude yeah you want to keep going because it it gets into like dog sex no i don't want to get into so i'll like post the link to this on the bottom of their spotify and if you want to keep reading i was like in part three of side one um and that's not even like Yo, so this is like it a scrolls. Video. Yeah, it's like a long, like this is the whole thing if I'm just scrolling from Holy the bottom shit. to the top. So they were listening to this. They yeah, were strapped to a bed listening were to this. They drugged and tied up and they were naked. They had to watch this stupid ass fucking video. They cannot tell This 40 minute video. Yeah. yeah, so that's where we are with that. Yeah. Um, It's they crazy fucked up. Yeah, really they were just stuck there. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. He literally said, I think a woman is actually, like, an animal. than an animal. Yeah. Because I will let this dog fuck you. Yeah. I see no Isn't that disgusting? And you. Yeah, I value yeah. this dog more. <laughs> <sighs> that is disgusting. It's also just insane to think that people like this actually exist. Like, yeah. this feels like it should be a horror movie because yeah, it's so that's... surreal. Yeah. Like, I could definitely see Saw, you know? And yeah. a lot of aspects of this story. Like, I just maybe it's easier to imagine it that way too as like a fictional this fantasy yeah because it makes it easier and it can detach you more from it being an actual reality that people are experiencing people they experienced and survived it's just the fact that that kelly uh garrett's uh she got her throat slit and survived survived? yeah and then was literally the husband was like i don't believe you i wonder what he said after he went to jail Unless she didn't, did well, I guess she did interviews and stuff, so she knew that he went to jail. Yeah. Imagine, like, the victims who this happened to, and they were just left sort of groggy and in the middle of nowhere, and they didn't know his name, and they never knew, and maybe they didn't see the news. Like, some people... Just, yeah, this experience yeah. happened to them, and they... And it just happened, and they had to continue Their bodies going. holding that physical trauma. Yeah. That's so... Oof. That's so disgusting. Yeah. I'm sorry for doing another really hard one, but we haven't done... Like, Travis was, like, episode four, and we haven't done a really intense one in a while, so I figured time to go back to the scary, dark place of the edges of our podcast. And we did do dolls for, like, four weeks. Yeah. Which is a long time to talk about dolls. Yeah. But I loved it. Me too. It was was so fun. It was so fun. So, this seems insensitive. But, girl boss, gatekeep gaslight. (laughs) How are you feeling, bud? Um, I'm feeling... Girl boss, actually. Like, my job is getting better. I'm really enjoying really? it. I made a friend at work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went clubbing this weekend, so that was kind of epic. I don't usually do that. I'm not that person, you know? That's fun. Yeah. Um, Gabby went. It was her first time ever. How was that for you, Gabby? It was fun. We had a good time. I, I got, I hit a wall where I was like, I'm really tired. Yeah. But yeah. it was fun. I'm glad we went. Yeah. I'm glad you went. Yeah. Love that. It was fun. Yeah, and I'm just feeling like kind of girl boss. My one of our best friends from high school, one of our travel best friends, flies in next Saturday, so this week I'm sort of just like getting ready. 
Yeah, woo! So that's how I'm feeling. Kind of girl boss. Heck yeah. Uh, Nico, how are you feeling? Girl boss, could keep gaslight. He's choking. Um, feeling gaslight. Because Alex said he would come fix our furnace. And then he decided to go and run an errand. So now we have to heat without heat. Yeah, we don't have heat in our apartment currently. It's like 60 degrees in here right now. And it's not even like night. How are you feeling? Girl um, boss, gate, keep gaslight, Gabby. Go. Kind of girl boss, because I just moved across the country. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck everything. And you're employed. Yeah, and you're employed with yeah. like a nice pay. I know. Totally you really did that shit. I know. You're a bitch for that. Nico's jealous. Crazy. Nico's so jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired now, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having a job sucks, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, that's the thing about him. Yeah. Jobs suck. That's the thing about them. I work with millennials, which is such an odd vibe, too. Because they're like millennials. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Weird. They're really weird. We had like an office moment um, on Friday where I like didn't know what was happening. They ushered us all, like the whole staff, into this break room. And there was a cake that said record broken. (laughs) (laughs) they were like we broke a record we made this much money this last month and i was like what they're like what is going on i'm not 45 did you give you you, like a quarter of a shit like literally no and i was just like i wish someone could see my life right now (laughs) like i wish i could just like look to the camera (laughs) look to the camera everyone like kind of plotting literally and they were making such terrible jokes and it was so awkward and they're all russian uh, yeah, here. I I would not say that mafia go away. <laughs> One of the guys don't want you. makes jokes about being in the mafia. Is it They're jokes? Not jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it jokes? Is it? Okay, Nick, girl boss, get keep gaslighting. I'm feeling gaslit by <laughs> receiving yeah <laughs> mental help. Yeah. So there. Honestly, same. <laughs> same. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Over it. Anyway. Sucks. Yeah. It's uh, a big L, but at least your big L will hopefully be better tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Hopefully. What if this one's like, no. No, Arr. you're not allowed to have any of that, no. No, I don't want to give you any of it. Yeah. Be manic, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, then, that would really be a major L. Yeah. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Anyway. Three sentence summary. Summary, yeah. Gabby, come here. Three sentence summary and go. A very fucked up. Mr. Ray and Cindy Hindi kidnap women and assault them. Period. It's fucking nasty, bro. Period. How the hell is that real life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gabby's was how the hell is that real life? I'm assuming with a period or an exclamation point. I'm gonna go period. With a period. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the story of. David, Parker Ray, and the Toy Box. Okay, so true crime podcasts are so weird because we just, like, told the worst fucking story and now we're about to, like, paste our, like, theme song that's, like, I don't, that's how you can tell who sad. edited the episode. Did you know that? Really? Because you do the, you do this, the whole theme at the end and I don't. Oh, I just do the sound as a sign off. Oh. Oh, I do the theme and the sound. Oh, well, yeah. that's how you can tell, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're like every time I I do it, I also throw in so many sounds. Yeah, I go kind of crazy with sound, it. But I, it's always because I'm scared I'm gonna mess up the audio. Yeah, I have fucked up the audio, so you probably I probably should fear it more. Um, 
Hey, have you guys ever put a dog's mouth inside your own mouth? It's kind of fun. I would recommend it. You sound um, like David Parker Ray. Stop it. Don't say that. That is so disgusting. Don't you anyway. ever fucking say that. Anyways, have a great rest of your night and find us on the socials and subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, at Podcast Kush on Twitter and Killer Kush Podcast on Instagram. Also sign up for our Patreon. We're also going to make that new cunting and gathering cunting and gathering is actually merch funny. on our we red bubble or something to go with it like we should or no or like some cool text. yeah i'll draw it we'll figure it out yeah i'll yeah. draw it that's perfect okay yeah. love you bye bye